What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Diamond Talk Podcast. I am Jeremy Duran, Baseball Operations Manager here at Amazon Baseball and Softball Academy. And alongside me, we have Andrew Massis, General Manager here at Amazon Baseball and Softball Academy. Andrew, what is going on? I'm doing great, Jeremy. Uh, glad to be here and uh, excited to get this thing uh, going again. Absolutely. We went through a little bit of a hiatus. You know, we obviously had you know, the pandemic and we had some other things going on around, on around in the facility. But, you know, we're back. We're better than ever. I'm excited to be bringing this show back to life, like you said. I think we have some good, very good things in store. Um, please expect, you know, guests, some notable guests, college coaches, high school coaches, college players, you know, professional players. Absolutely. We have, you know, many professional baseball teams around us in New Jersey as it goes. and That we do. Um, you know, obviously a, a lot of professional teams, whether it's indie ball, minor leagues, or even MLB, we have connections. Looking and to get some uh, great insight in here. Of course. And, and what this podcast brings, it, 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 it's always, you know, a sense of improvement, how we can, you know, further develop our, not only our players, but everyone listening around the world or around the country of, you know, how to better enhance your baseball skills, whether it's just listening to us speak or how to do something or whether it's our quick tip videos that we have on YouTube, whatever the case is, we're always trying to enhance your skills and try to make your baseball career better than what it is. Absolutely. This is a uh, learning man's game. Uh, you got to learn every day on this job and uh, no better way to do that than having a conversation about it. Listen, they don't call this the hardest game in the world for nothing because it is probably one of the hardest games in the world to do. And, you know, you know my philosophy more than anybody, and I'll, I'll mention it really fast here for everyone listening today. Um, you got to eat, sleep, and breathe this game. Absolutely. Uh, the best of the best, this is all they do. In the major leagues, they play 162 games, sometimes 163, plus playoffs. Mm -hmm. And that takes up some time. You know, Just a little bit. Sometimes you can be playing up to 14 days straight, 15 days straight without a day off, and you get one day off, and you're that's it. Next thing, next couple of days, you're ready to go, and you have to stay fresh, especially in the off season. Especially being here in New Jersey, it can get cold. And if you're not on your toes, if you're not, you know, preparing the right way, if you're not doing something every day, you can get left behind. And you can get left behind fairly quickly. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's we're gonna dive right into us in a second. But as always, Diamond Talk is brought to you by In the Zone Baseball and Softball Academy, premier facility with top-notch private one-on-one -on -one instruction. Team training, group training, and advanced travel teams all the way up to the high school levels. For more information, head to inthezonenj.com, and we hope to see you in here training today. So, let's dive right into it, Andrew. And as the bells of the new year sound off, we are starting Episode 1, Season 3, Episode 1, let me just mention there, with our yearly goals. It's a goals episode. As every year, you know, you, you, set to, you plan to set goals, and you plan to achieve those goals, and we're going to be talking about our goals today. Um... We're obviously going to introduce ourselves. Again, this is the first time you're listening to us, so we're going to drop our resume, introduce ourselves to the community, to everyone listening out there. The three program goals that we have here in the zone, and of course, our goals, individually, Andrews and myself. So I say we just jump right into it. We, we waste little, little time here, and we jump right into goal number one. This one excites me, because this is something that you need in the game of baseball, and you just need in general. So I'll ask you, I'll let you read that off, Andrew. You let me know what your goal number one is for uh, the facility. So uh, as the general manager here at the facility, um, our goal number one for this year, for this season with our players, uh, is to be uh, more competitive and uh, build that competitive nature in our teams, in our players, uh, and quite honestly, even in our coaches too. 
um, you know, building and creating a more competitive nature between the player and coach um, and between the teams at each age level is very important to us um, because, you know, we want to go into these games uh, once the season rolls around, tournaments, leagues, whatever it may be, uh, expecting to put our best foot forward and, uh, and quite honestly, expecting to win some games. Sure. Um, sure. You know, you can't do that if you uh, if you're just sitting sitting on the side in the off season and really not competing during your practices. Right. Uh, and that's something we definitely want to change here yeah, in the zone. Hundred um, percent. You know, there's so many also subtitles that we will get into in a second, but just building a competitive nature. And we'll, let's talk about it from a from a player standpoint first, because mm-hmm. you played college ball, you played high school ball, so, as did I, and you know. That's something for me, at least, and you can mention your your thoughts on it there in a second. But if you're not competitive, you don't if you don't have that competitive drive. If you're not willing to put in the work every day, if you know you're not building uh, willing to to have that competitive nature within yourself, that's not something that you can be. That I mean, it is something that can be taught to you, mm-hmm. but again, it has to come with within, and it has to. Be, you want to have that wanting factor there as the, as the ball player, right? Right. Well, I think it's it goes as well as uh, nurturing that competitive nature, right. and that's something we're looking to do here. Um, like I mentioned, uh, you know, you have to have it in the first place, yeah. and uh, but it can definitely be. I would say taught is is kind of a good word right. for it. Uh, but like I said, nurtured, uh, and we and we want to do that here at in the zone. Um, take these uh, young players and really show them how how much that they should be giving and, and should want to give to the game of baseball right. if they want to see it uh, give back to them. No, and, and as a coach, right, we want players who want to be here. We never want to deal with somebody who doesn't want to be here or, or is being forced to come or because mommy and daddy are holding their hand through the door, pulling them out of the house just to, be, just to do some activity. That's not what we want, right? Uh, yes, we want you to come to the facility, but we want you to want to be here because if you don't want to be here, you're not going to be coachable. You're not going to listen to anything we say. You're going to be a troublemaker during practices and training. You're going to be a detriment as to what we're trying to do. And uh, I, I speak for what we do here at In The Zone, but we're trying to build – building that competitive nature mm-hmm. is not just easy, uh, easier said than done, so Absolutely. to speak. So it, it, there's much more things that get put into building that nature, and it doesn't get done by one practice, by one game, by even one month. It, it, it takes, I think – it's a, a little bit, sure. right. It t- definitely takes some time to build that nature. Mm-hmm. And I'll jump right into it right now. I think it starts with work ethic. And we're, we're, we're strictly talking from a player standpoint right now. Mm-hmm. We'll go into the coach's standpoint in a little bit. But building a work ethic first. How do we build a work ethic within a player to make sure that he's coming into facility to hit every day? He's coming in to get his defensive reps. He's going to the gym and putting that extra time in weightlifting and, and whatnot. Um, you know, he's just doing, he's watching baseball film on the day to day. He's thinking about baseball. How do we build as coaches that work ethic into a player? Um, so I think it's important to understand the kinds of players that we're talking about here. Right. right? And, and that our whole philosophy here at in the zone is that it is a building process, uh, you know, starting from the younger ages, uh, seven, eight, nine, all the way up into our seniors in high school. Um, setting different expectations based on their age level and their ability level, uh, you know, because not all players are the same. I mean, we all know that. Uh, and and it is a little ridiculous to assume uh, or expect the same from a nine-year-old as right. it is a, a high school ball sure. player. Um, so it's important to start small. Um, and, you know, showing these young kids that, uh, you know, competition is fun and that the games are fun and practice can be fun. Right. 
uh, while working hard is, is really the main goal. So, you know, improving our practices and, and making, uh, you know, games out of the practices, showing them sure. through competition itself in, in our sessions that we have, uh, breaking it down like we are right now during our winter sessions uh, by position-specific, uh, you know, practices in terms of first baseman only, uh, catchers only, mm-hmm. pitchers and catchers practices, talking about secondary pitches with our pitchers, um, you know, showing them that there is so much to offer in this game and that it can be broken down uh, to the smallest portion. Yeah, and and to piggyback kind of off of what you said, um, th- there definitely is different types of teaching when it comes to, so to speak, 8 to 12 rather than mm-hmm. a 13 to a high school age player. Mm-hmm. Um, those smaller inside games that we play, you know how we do, we'll, we'll throw, we'll put a ball on a team, we'll have you, we'll have them hit it, first one to knock it off wins, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even as stupid as running bases or anything of that nature. That works with our younger age levels. Yep. When we start to get to high school, you know, or, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, that's when that work ethic and that drive and that competitive nature has to almost come within. Right. That has to start to, uh, you know, take hold within themselves. And, and again, like you pointed out, they have to want to be here. Um, and, you know, they can't be afraid to want to be here. You know, sometimes there, there, is, a, uh, there, there is a fear with some players almost that they want it too much or whatever. And I never understood that. Right. Um, you know, why are you going to go into this uh, only giving it half effort? Why wouldn't you give it 100% every time? Um, you know, and, and really trying your hardest. Uh, and, and that's why we hope to, you know, foster these young players and turn them into great older players uh, because we want them here. <laughs> we want them here forever. Right. We want them to be a part of the ITZ family um, from the time that they start playing baseball all the way up until the time that, uh, well, they hopefully never finish playing right. baseball, right. but, uh, right. you know, they get to high school and we send them off to college. 100%. Um, so, but for someone who's coming in here new to us and, and everything and getting them aligned with our work ethic, uh, you know, it's, it's really, again, about understanding that specific player and aligning them with our values uh, and our ideals uh, at In The Zone um, easily and steadily, yeah. uh, you know, introducing them one step at a time um, and showing them that uh, we're not taking a practice off, we're not taking a rep off. Uh, in these in these sessions that we do before the season, and then building into team practices, uh, fostering that nature on the team itself. Yeah, it, um, it, it's a hundred percent a progression, and anything you do, and with this game specifically, it's a progression. Mm-hmm. Let's take fielding a ground ball for an example, right? You start with you know simple glove work with no glove on your knees, feeling the ball the right way. Then you go to forehand, then you go to backhand, then you stand up, no glove. Then you put a glove on, go back to the knees, right? Like, so it's everything is a progression. It's a lot of up and down and back and forth. It's literally, no, it's literally steps and steps and steps. And you may come in one day and your practice may not be anything with a baseball. You may just be talking about mental game. You may be talking about certain situations. You may be talking about secondary pitches. You may be talking about what to do with the ball when and when to do it. So, Mm -hmm. A hundred. It's a definitely. I love that word that you said, progression, because it's a hundred percent of progression with anything you do. Yep. And it's important those non necessarily baseball specific days, mm-hmm. uh, like our mental game days. Um, you know, it's important that these kids understand the, well, the importance right. of those days and those what would or might be seen as quote unquote off days. They're really not. You right. know, there's still value to be gained in. Uh, in sitting around and talking about baseball and talking about the the things that we need to go over, um, approaches at the plate, 
you know, where your mind should be at every pitch out in the field. Uh, what do you do in right field? What do you do in left field? What do you do at shortstop? What do you do on the bench? Right. Um, you know, the, all those things go a very long way. And uh, it's, it's important with a lot of kids, especially today, to explain to them the value that they're getting in each and every drill that they do. Right. Uh, whether it's obvious and explicit or a little bit less um, less explicit in, in the value of the drill. Something like a, uh, a game of two ball, which you and I played with, uh, with a couple of the kids uh, last week at one of our mental, right, right, right. mental games. Um, you know, we, we progressed up to that and, and showed them the value of warming up with that and, and understanding improving their hand-eye coordination. Uh, something as simple as that goes a long way. And, and allowing them to, to figure that out for themselves, too, just as much as, as holding their hand and guiding them there. And, I, I mean, as much as we talk about how much a progression is and how much time it takes, mm-hmm. it starts to leak into doing things every day. Like we said, we yep. hear it in the zone. We break it down. Not, not just here, obviously. It goes on you know, throughout the country and the world, and I'm sure this is how it's done at many different places. But specifically here, you know, we don't just try to cram everything into one day. That makes zero sense as to, you know, we do have a lot of things going on on a daily basis, but that's because we have, you know, a BP session on one day. We have a defense session on one day. We have, you know, catchers the next, infield the next, outfielders the next, corner infielders, secondary pitchers, you know, relief pit. We have every type of baseball so to, skill, so to speak. Absolutely. Offered here on a day-to-day basis that, that, just, that just goes to show you that this game can't be done one practice one drill at a time there's so much stuff that you can do as a baseball player as a coach as a you know just a a person who loves the game to better enhance what you do on the baseball field and on the baseball diamond and you know what that's a good segue into the kind of next aspect of the work ethic here yeah um you know as as a coach you you have to show your players that through your own actions um you know they learn through watching a lot of times and listening and, and and observing um so if we're showing them how much it takes by providing so many different things on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. and, and explaining to them, well, look, this is why we do it. This is how we do it, and this is why we do it, because it can't be done in an hour and a half, two-hour mm-hmm. practice. It's just not possible. You're not getting enough out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as a coach, showing up on time, uh, being early, putting in that extra work, be willing to stay uh, with a player for an extra 20 minutes after a practice who might need that extra right. extra little bit, extra push. Um, you know, offering little tidbits of information, uh, paying attention during the game. Sometimes, you know, it's tough with, with the younger guys, you know, they're running around and everything. you got to focus on so many things at once. But, you know, making sure that you're staying in the game just as much as you want them to stay in the 100%. game is very important. Absolutely. And it goes to what you said, you know, the players learn through the coach, and if the coach acts like he or she don't want to be there, then the players are going to act that way, and they're not going to give you 110% like how we would want our players to give us. Absolutely. Um, so everything starts, and everything that baseline comes from the coach and kind of comes from the program. So with that said, you know, build a plan. Go into a practice with a plan of what you're going to do that day on a day-to-day basis. Again, have a progression from a fall season, you know, from – the first day in September to the last day in November, have a progression of how you want how you want your practices to go. Um, go into a game with a, with a planned a planned mindset, a planned something of what you're going to do that game, where you're going to play your players, how you're going to rotate them, your pitching lineup for that day, your hitting lineup for that day, when and where to plug in players. Like 
we, we, we're speaking on a player aspect here of work ethic and, and building a competitive nature, but there's also so much planning and, and pre-practice planning that you can do as a coach mm-hmm. to ensure that your players have the proper work ethic. They're putting in the time, you know, and at the end of the day, like we said, for our main goal is building that competitive nature. Right. If these, uh, if these players see a, a well-rounded practice and a, you know, well-coached practice where everybody's trying to do something, um, coaches are constantly engaged with the players at practice, uh, you know, moving around always, making sure everybody's got something to do, uh, tweaking things here and there, whether it's a BP session or an infielder session, uh, making sure everybody's getting attention. And we know it's a little not necessarily unrealistic to give every player the exact same amount of time at a, at a team practice. It's tough. Right. Um, but as long as you're showing them that you're involved just as much as you want them to be involved, uh, that goes a long way. Um, and, uh, you know, we want all of our coaches to, to come into practices with a good mindset, good attitude, and a good plan um, for their players to execute right. uh, so that everyone is getting the most out of that hour-and-a-half, two-hour session once we start team practices, and especially in the individualized uh, setting of first baseman's practice or catcher's practice or middle infielder's practice, that's also, that stuff's just as important because there is just as much to be done in those as there is. And, and that's practice. your time to take advantage. That's your time to raise your hand and ask a question. As a player, absolutely. And quite honestly, it's even important as, for the coaches to uh, you know ask questions and, and make sure that their players are understanding the information and, and digesting that information properly. Um, you know, you see a kid making the same mistake over and over and over again. Uh, we don't want to just yell at the kid. You know, he clearly doesn't understand something. Uh, take the time, pull him aside, and, and have a conversation with them. Right. You know, you have to remember these kids are people too. Right. They need to uh, they need to have conversations just the same as, as your, your assistant coaches and other coaches here. Right. Uh, so if you take the time to understand where they're coming from and understand what's going on in their head during a drill or, or a specific part of the game, um, you're going to be able to help that player a lot more. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, we'll, we'll sort of wrap up that first topic here. But, but again, it, we're kind of still tailing back to building that competitive nature. Everything we just said in the past 15, 20 minutes has been about, has been about building that competitive nature and having good work ethic and, and moving on from there. I think it's a good time to now move on to our second goal as a facility, as, as our travel teams come into play as we start to move on into winter training and that's player team development and i sort of put an emphasis to that because as a training facility that's a yearly goal that we always have we always want to see our players develop and we tell our parents this all the time you come to into zone you come to any facility you go to to develop you don't go to make sure that you play more than someone else or you don't go to ensure that you're going to play every day right that's not why you invest your money into us right because at the end of the day it is an investment Absolutely. right but you're investing in development you're investing that johnny jr gets better at second base you're investing that joe smith gets better on the mound that's what you're investing on but to tail back as to what we said before it's just not about oh well here you go here's my kid figured out as a parent, you also have to commit. You have to be willing to bring them to practice X. You have to be willing to bring them to practice, you know, Z on a certain day, on a Friday night at mm-hmm. 8 o'clock because that's when we have available space. Like, that's that also comes from the parents. And, I, I, like I said, I put an emphasis to team and player development because it's a big one, for mm-hmm. especially for a facility. Absolutely. Um, because that's what, at the end of the day, our parents and our families invest in, is mm-hmm. team development, player development, so to speak. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's really important. And, you know, this kind of goes along with what we're talking about and be willing to not necessarily take those risks, but dive into it right. and, and, you know, accept some some level of failure. Uh, you know, baseball is a game of failure. You have to be okay with failing at, at times in this sport and during your training and, you know, uh, but understanding that you have to learn from it and sticking to it. You can't just give up after the first time you get knocked down. You got to get back up. Right. Um, I've actually got a great point to this. Um, you know, uh, I, I tell a lot of people this story because I think, one, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and two, it, it really did leave an imprint on me. Um, when I was a kid, I did not want to go back to football practice. I played peewee football, and I was not having it. Uh, I was on the stairs in my house, and I'm just like, Mom, I don't want to go. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I'm going to get hurt, blah, 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 right? And it was my mom who convinced me, nope, shut up. You're going to practice. Tie my shoes, tie my cleats on the stairs, and pushed me in the car and drove me down to practice. Didn't want to go, but she forced me to because she knew that if I was going to give up now on this trivial thing, something that she knew and I knew deep down I wanted to do, um, you know, what? that's just going to pave the way for the next one. Right. Um, so, guys, don't give up on it. Um, it is a lot of hard work, uh, and, and, you know, you got to keep pushing through. Right. Um, but mom and dad, you guys got to be right there too. Uh, you got to support them and, uh, and get them to these things, uh, you know, because we want to get your guys better, um, and I, we hope that you want the same thing out of that. Yeah, and it, it really is, you know, it's a group commitment. It's a family commitment. It's 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 not just a player commitment. You know, like you said, it's a commitment from us, the coaches, the organization, the program. It's a commitment from the player, obviously. That's the central mindset there. And it's a commitment from the parents, you know, right? Because if you're up until you're 17 years old when you get your driver's license, you got to take them to place to places. You got to take them to that Monday night practice. You got to take them to that Friday night practice. You got to take them to that weekend tournament that maybe two hours, three hours away. You have to be able to com- commit to that. And if you can't, you know, it it, it sucks sometimes because we do see that, right? We do see that parents can't commit, so they really don't want to commit to spending money to 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 play in an organization like ours. Um, but it's it's what we need, you know. I I like to say, and, and sort of to circle back, you know, it's a three step part. It's a three-part series, right? You have the commitment from the parent, from the parents, and then somewhere in the middle you have the commitment from the player, and then on the outside you have the commitment from the coaches who, who want to give back and, and want to develop the player. And that's really what – and I speak for myself here, and I'm sure I could speak for Andrew, but mm-hmm. that's really why I'm sitting here. That's really why I, I come to In the Zone every day. That's really why I'm here till 9 o'clock at night on, on, on some days. Um, it's not so that you know I can just get a paycheck, right? Because I honestly, like I tell this to everybody – I can care less about the money. It's really for me. What you know, what pays me, what the perfect payoff is for me, is making sure that you know, player X is enhancing, and and when he comes in day one and starts working with me, mm-hmm. that by day, you know, the last session that we have with him. So you know, I don't want to obviously don't want to stop working with him, but the last session that I do have with him, um, you know. He's enhancing. His skills are better. His metrics are up. The way he's fielding a baseball is better. His arm strength's up. You know, everything that I'm doing with him, he starts to not only use it and take it, but he starts to put put those skills to work and starts to you know get better at the game. Right, and honestly, that's a that's a pretty special moment when, as a coach, you can see uh, your player start implementing the things that you worked on right. uh, in practice right. in the game. Right. Um, and it's even more special when they realize it too. 
when they not only implement it, but they come to you and say, hey, coach, that thing we worked on, it right. works, yeah. it works. And, you know, not to say I told you so, but... Uh, right. It's like it's like <laughs> it's say a, it's safe, yeah. you see what I mean? Like if you just imp- exactly. apply what we exactly. say and apply what we do, um, you know, it's going to work. And And listen, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Nope. A lot of coaches in the world aren't perfect. And that idea of, and, you know, don't even get me started on these Instagram things and what we see, that's a whole d- different topic for a different day. But, you know, it's important that you find a coach and you find a program where you feel safe. You feel that you're going to drop, you know, your son off or daughter and they're going to really be taken care of. Because for me, it's a family here, right? What we do, we want everyone to be a family as to, you know, how we develop on a day-to-day relationship basis, being able to have that one-on-one with a parent or player, Mm -hmm. being able to have that heart-to-heart when it's time to get nitty and gritty and and, and time to really, you know, assess the situation. That's what you want. Yeah. Right? Because if you go into a situation at a facility... ...the game in in a hole... There's going to be some times where you're not going to want to hear you're not going to want to hear what some people are saying, but you got to either you could do one or two things with that feedback. You can run with it and and say you know what screw this I'm going to make sure that I work even harder so that coach doesn't say say that to me, or you're going to let it just bottle you up and you're not going to do anything about it. Right, that's part of a uh, you know the work ethic thing even um, and player development developing their uh, psyche and understanding how to accept coaching. Um, understanding the difference between coaching and, you know, I hate to use the word, but beratement or, uh, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to see any of anybody, you know, thinking that our coaches are, are telling them that they suck. Um, because one, I don't expect that from any of my coaches here. Um, and two, that's just not the case. Um, you know, if a coach is telling you something, it's for good reason. Uh, if they're trying to help you work on something, um, you know, if it's in the game, sometimes it might come off a little uh, cross because, you know, they might be a little upset at something that happened in the game. Um, but, you know, that's that's how it is sometimes. Right. Uh, the coaches are here to help you, uh, not yell at you, not put you down. We want to pick you up right. and uh, and explain and show you the w- uh, right way to do something. And now for that coach's commitment, mm-hmm. guys, it, if you're a coach, and again, like I said, I'm not perfect, so if you're a coach, please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not trying to knock anybody, but, you know, it takes a lot of time to, again, not. I don't want to use the word perfect, but to learn new things. As coaches, Absolutely. I don't know everything, right? I, I'm not perfect as to what I do. I mentioned it many times. So I'm constantly talking to other coaches. As, as a college coach myself, you know, I have the ability in, uh, to, to build connections and build that rep- repertoire with other coaches in the college coach world. So I'm constantly talking to other people, other coaches, asking them about their philosophies, asking the hitting coach from Bucknell what he thinks of this or what drill he has for this. You know, just talking to different coaches because there's a lot of information in this world. And have it all, right? There's other people in this world that have, may have a drill or may have something that I've never heard of that may actually work. Right. You know, you have to be willing to learn yourself. If you're a teacher of any kind, and that's what we are as coaches, um, we're essentially a baseball teacher, um, you know, you have to be willing to learn yourself. Right. Uh, you know, you mi- and, and honestly, you might find one way that works, and that's great. That's awesome. Right. Um, and if you find that one way that works, hey, man, good, good on you. Right. That's, that's great. Right. Keep it up. Um, but until you find 
that one way that really works for you and you can understand completely, um, you know, you have to be willing to learn and, and try new things and, and hear people out right. on, on their explanations for things. Right. Um, so I, I'm constantly watching different videos all the time about uh, pitching instruction, pitching drills, uh, strength and conditioning exercises, drills. Um, you know, I, I find a new drill that I like almost every single day. Yeah. Um, so, and it's easy. You just go on Twitter, start scrolling for a little bit. You'll find something, go on YouTube, find a coach that you like, you'll find something, right. you know, there's the information, especially in the day and age that we live in now in 2022. Um, it's crazy to say it's already 2022, but it I is know. 2022, you know, especially with this social media day and age and the internet and whatever we literally, we have anything we want accessible to the, our fingertips. And I'm glad you brought that up because one um, well, you know, like I said, I do watch a bunch of different videos, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, um, to find different drills that I like. Uh, it's important that you do your research on those drills and understand what they really are for right. and understand how to do them first right. um, before you try to get your players to do them. Right. Um, yeah. Recognizing what trains what and how to do it and, and all that stuff. Um, but the other, the other aspect of the social media thing that I wanted to bring up um, kind of tying it all together here is now you have the ability to truly see what it takes to be a baseball player. hundred percent. Um, you have so many more pro guys and high level college guys, um, you know, posting videos all the time about the work that they're putting in and guys at that level, it's not just for show. Right. That's what they're really doing. That's what they're really getting after every single day. Um, it's no more guessing like, oh, does he really do that drill all the time? Um, you know, it's kind of like when little kids come to me and we do hitting lessons or something like that, and they're like, I really have to hit off the tee? Right. I'm above the tee. No, nah, you're never above the tee. Tee work's important no matter what level you're at um, for one reason or another. Um, so, uh, so yeah, use the, use the tools that you have uh, accessible to you and, and, uh, and run with it. 100%. Find something that works. 100%. That's, it's, it's, I, I want to, again, conclude with this for this topic, but, you know, Player slash team development, and I'm, I'll leave you with this, right? First off, I have two points. Not everyone's the same. Nope. And I want to talk about individual now. Um, you know, we'll see sometimes that coaches and players, they'll all be in a line, calling next to it, all doing the same thing. But that may work for player A, but it may not work for player B. So as a coach, what are you are you really developing your team? Are you really developing your players if you just force everyone to do something the same way? To me, in my eyes, and again, Andrew, please correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not development. For me, individually, we have our individual player development, and mm -hmm. once my individual players are developing, my team will start to develop and start to come together as a whole. That's what the team development really is in that category. Individually put in the work as a player, externally your team will be better. Right, so it's it's that as well. Um, I think there is another side of that coin as well um, in team development and you know making sure everyone understands the goals of the team, right. understands the way that the team is going to approach certain situations, right. um, whether that be cutoff situations, first and third plays, bunt plays. Um, that kind of stuff all goes into team development as well. And quite honestly, making sure everybody's comfortable. You have to be comfortable playing with your teammates. Um, you don't have to like everybody necessarily, but you have to make sure that you trust each other yeah. at the very least. Um, so, so yeah, that, all that stuff goes into team development, and it's what we're really trying to uh, drive home with, the, uh, with our teams this year.
So, uh, so yeah. No, and team chemistry is everything. Um, mm-hmm. I've been a part of teams where I've been a part and I've coached teams where the, tena- the talent was tremendous. I, I felt in some days and on paper, we can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. But we were also playing together for one month, and we're, we weren't. We didn't have that team chemistry that a not so talented team did have, and that goes a very long way. It I goes mean, an insanely long. Having way. team chemistry with the guys that you play with and you're with on a daily basis, like that's huge, and mm-hmm. that's something that I engrave into my college players now, is having that team chemistry. So, you know, I, we've been together since August thirty thirty first or August thirty, one of those days. And, you know, it started with our team meeting. And in that team meeting, you know, we talked about team chemistry and mm-hmm. having that, you know, chemistry to move on into the season. So since then, August 31st is now, what, January 3rd? Those guys have been together on a daily basis, practicing individual work, taking classes together, lifting, being in the weight room together. And that parlayed into going to eat together, watching footballs on Sunday together, watching, you know, baseball games, whatever the case is, they've been together for now since August 30th, 31st, around that, that, around that time frame, mm-hmm. doing stuff together. I'm more, more than confident that when we step onto the field for, the, for our very first game in February, they have that team chemistry because they're learning off each other. They're working out with each other. They're, you know, they're building that chemistry that we all want. That's a team. Absolutely. And that's one of the beauties of college baseball and why it's so much fun to play. Um, And if you have the opportunity to play it, you definitely should. And that's, again, a goal, and we'll we'll touch back on that in in, in a second. But the last goal here, and this sort of comes, you know, from the man upstairs, so to speak. The man behind the curtain, if you will. And this is something that we all, you know, bought into, and it's something that we all understand. And, you know, as – I'm getting older, as you're getting older, you start to see it, you start to give back, but that, that final step here, and that final goal that we have for a program, for a facility, and for everyone involved, is helping out the community, and I mean that literally. Um, our owner and CEO, Marcus Hippolito, built, right before COVID, a, a non-profit organization called Let's Have a Catch, and what it is, it's simply an organization that goes into less fortunate communities that don't have the ability to learn the da- learn the game and simply have a catch on a daily basis. So what this program does, and it is a nonprofit, goes in and does that, so to speak. They'll go in, they'll talk about the game, they'll, they'll do some drills, they'll simply have a catch. And at the end of that session, they'll leave a glove and a ball behind for that player or that kid to have and, and do stuff with and sort of enhance. And, it, and I think this is a nice way of touching lives here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we hear stories all the time, and especially being a, a travel program, you hear stories that, yeah, I really want him to play, but we just can't afford it right now. Or, you know, it, 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 we pull back the, the curtains even more and the layers even more. It, there's still communities that they don't have the ability to play baseball because, number one, they just don't know, and number two, they just can't because they don't have any equipment or the proper mm-hmm. tools to, to enhance their skills. Absolutely, um, and I think that's a really awesome thing. Um, you know, it, it goes a long way. It's, uh, it's, it's honestly something. You know, the name of it, "Have a Catch," let's have a catch, right? Um, is is so uniquely baseball, um, and so beautiful to me because it's something that I've actually seen is lost a lot right. now and today. Um, you know, nobody really just goes and has a catch anymore. Right. Um, and and so to have that, uh, you know. As, a, as an option here is really awesome. Um, so we really like to see that uh, from the owner, and that really sets a great precedent uh, for all of our coaching staff, myself as a general manager as well, uh, 
to, you know, remember at the end of the day, you still have to be human. Yeah. Um, so. And it's about giving back. It's about making sure that, you know, do your part in the baseball world to make sure that baseball isn't a dying sport. Because at one point in time, it is, well, we say it now, it's America's pastime. And mm-hmm. it is a dying sport right now. It's, it's not what it used to be for sure. No, and definitely not. As someone who loves baseball myself, and I'm sure you can speak to attest to this as well, you know, you don't want to see the game go anywhere, and you don't want to see it. Le- and ba- don't get me wrong, baseball is not leaving; it's no, just going to dwindle down. Yeah. But we want it to be what it used to be. Exactly, and we want to drive that through, you know, that community outreach right. and involvement, and making sure that people understand that it is something that anybody can do at any time. Um, simply having a catch is is the greatest way to get involved in the game. Yeah. Um, you know. But, uh, yeah, that community outreach is, is really important uh, for me. Uh, you know, I used to do this a lot. Uh, I used to volunteer at some summer camps myself back when I was a little bit younger, uh, when I had more time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's something that we want to get involved in as much as possible, as often as possible. So for more information on how to help that, just you can easily shoot, shoot us a note or follow our social media pages at In the Zone NJ. Um, real quick, Andrew, I want to touch upon our individual goals as coaches and as a goal that you have, a goal that I have. So let's let's jump into you first, and then we'll go to me. What's a goal that you have for this upcoming 2022 year? Hmm. A goal that I have uh, for myself as a coach um, is to is to better understand my players. Yeah. Um, you know, I've jumped around a couple of teams, um, and uh, you know, I, I want to really understand my players and and allow myself to fully dive into these teams and, and be able to develop them as much as they want to be developed right. and push them to be the best that they can be. Um, and, uh, and, and really, you know, drive home that in the zone family mm-hmm. aspect, uh, that, that we've been trying to get here and, uh, and, and show them that, that I mean business about it, yeah. you know, especially in my chair as, as the general manager here, uh, you know, that's very important. Um, to me as a as a person first of all to let people know that I do care about them as a as a player right. um, as one of our players uh, and somebody who loves baseball so. 100% that's and that's you you sort of hit on the nail on the head there you know I would to, to, to parlay it to my goal I have two and I'll piggyback off of you my goal is to somehow engrave and and and, uh, and stitch into our players that I want to see them here every day Mm-hmm. Uh, every single day, Monday through Friday, I want to see him doing stuff here. I want to see him hitting. I want to see, you know, somebody hitting in the cage while their teammates taking grounders off the wall or someone's hitting off the machine while they're doing some plyo work. on. Like, that's what I want. I want this to be a working machine on a daily basis where everyone's putting in their time. And like we said, they're developing as one. That's, you know, that's my goal. That's my focus. And another thing, too, as, uh, you know, with everything that I do here at In The Zone, I'm also the high school developmental, you know, program director, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I'm trying to get those kids into college. So this year I want to have at least five college commitments by the time the summer's over. Right. Getting those kids into college baseball because, like you mentioned before, it's such a great experience. If you have the mm-hmm. the ability to do so or the opportunity, I would jump on it Absolutely. as soon as you can. And, and, and if you, I want to make sure that I make those opportunities for those players. If that is your goal, you know, as a player, don't quit at it. Yeah. Find every way possible to do it. Um, don't let it be your last game. Right. Don't let it be your last practice, your last ground ball, your last at-bat. 
uh, continue to try to push yourself and, and get another shot. 100%. Um, so, so yeah, and, and I'm happy you mentioned getting these guys in here as much as possible. Um, guys, that doesn't just mean signing up for lessons uh, or, you know, training sessions or anything like that. As a member of our organization, for those of you who don't know, uh, for our listeners, if, you know, you're looking for a place, you know, as a member of our organization on our teams, uh, you get access to this facility whenever you, uh, whenever you need it. Um, you know, you give us a heads up, you shoot us an email, a text, a phone call, whatever it is, uh, say, hey, uh, Andrew, I want to get in there. I want to get some extra reps. All right, we've got some time open. Come on down. Um, you get a cage, you can use it for free. Right. Uh, you know, that's why we're here. We're here to let you guys get yourselves better and seek out the, uh, the tools to do so. And it's a beautiful space. Seven cages, two different rooms, a small room, a big room, two pitching lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have the ability to go live on certain lanes. So, again, like he said, anytime you want to come in here, shoot us a text, shoot us an email, give us a call, and we'll be sure to etch out some time. Like, like yeah. we're never going to turn you away unless exactly. we unless we have maxed out space. Like, Absolutely. We'll, and we'll always it, try to give you and a And even if we're busy, option. right, and even yeah. if we're busy, we're going to make sure we make room for you because that's what we want at the end of the day is for you to come in here. And of you, course. You know, I may walk by and I may say something about your swing or Andrew may walk by if he has time and help you out with something. Like, just come in here. You never know what can happen and you never know, you know, what skill or what you know something you can learn that day so but th- i don't want to take that that does it for season three episode one 2022 january 3rd we are back full effect jeremy duran andrew masses if of course if you have any questions or comments or any questions you'd like answer just email the show at diamond talk show at gmail.com again that's diamond talk show at gmail.com and we'll be sure to answer any questions you might have. Again, folks, as always, thanks for tuning in. And next week, make sure you stay tuned as we hope to bring back Coach Jeff Falzerano, coach of Bernardsville High School here in New Jersey, who's been on the show many times before. Also, we'll be talking about the current Major League Baseball lockout. So stay tuned. Season 3, Episode 1. Stay tuned for Episode 3. I'm sorry, Episode 2. And we hope to hear. Two and three. Three will be there soon. Yeah, three will be there soon. But episode two first, then three, then four, then five, so on. So that progression that we talk about. 100%. 100%. Look, we're we're in, in, in stitching it ourselves. Have a good one, folks.